Hi, it's Scott Guitarmacist Angle, and you're watching and listening to Guitar Tales with my longtime friend Dave Cohen. Take it away, Dave. And by the way, that fantastic music you're listening to when Scott is kind enough to introduce me is Scott's original music. I love that tune. Uh, Scott, first of all, thank you for the fantastic work you've been doing. Uh, he, he does his best to make me look okay, but more importantly, uh, just the connection, uh, what we're working hard on with graphics and really getting the amazing guests we're getting um, are all uh, due to Scott Guitarmacist Angle. So he's my dear friend of 40 plus years. I want to thank him. He's on the side screen kind of waving to me, but you can't see him. Um, I also want to thank here from Noise Network Studios, our sponsor, Charles Larita. He was one of our first guests on Guitar Tales, um, a wonderfully gifted guitar player and a kind human being. Uh, fun fact, I ran into him in, I believe it was either the ShopRite or the Acme in Lawrenceville once and chatted for a little bit. Um, he is a very talented guitar player, but he also plays many other instruments. He opened up a three-dimensional music store, studio, place uh, or base of operations in Pennington, New Jersey. It's an amazing location right in the middle of town. If you need a music lesson, go see Charles. If you need to record, he has a great recording studio. Buy equipment. He could do that there. Fix equipment. He could do that there. So the fact that uh, Charles Larita at Mischief Studios has affiliated with us here at Guitar Tales is something we truly appreciate. So thank you, Charles, so much for being our sponsor. Again, Mischief Studios, thank you so much. And here from Noise Network Studios, we have a first. We have two firsts today. We have the youngest guest in the history of the show, 17 years old, which is why, by the way, I am drinking orange soda today. I am not drinking alcohol today like I usually do. Um, and we also have our first Canadian guest. And uh, Scott and I were chatting with her uh, sort of in our virtual green room before the show and she is supporting uh, Canada's reputation as having really nice people, which, which Canada does have. Her name is Sierra. Let's see if I get the name right. You'll let me know in a minute. Levesque. She is, she's nodding, so I got it right. That's perfect. I cheated. I listened to your, um, your interview on Sirius Radio, uh, so I listened to how they pronounced your name. You didn't correct them. Um, you know you have a great guest when Nancy Wilson follows you on Instagram. I mean... You don't get any better than that. Um, or if you study under Bumblefoot, one of the greatest guitar players alive today. But if that isn't enough, amazing original music, get off my stage. I checked out the video. Absolutely amazing stuff. Sierra, very, very happy to have you with us today. Thank you so much. So happy to be here today. I really appreciate it. And yes, my last name Everyone kind of says it differently. It's technically French. So some people say Levesque. That's the French way. Then there's yeah. Levesque. And sometimes I like to say it Levesque, too. I kind of pretend the S doesn't exist. So you know what? Any way you want is perfect. And yes, very glad to be here representing Canada. <laughs> there you go. Now, I have friends Levesque, and, and I have to work hard not to uh, call you that. But what I wrote on my cheat sheet, V-E-L-E-S-K, that's my cheat sheet. Just to try to pronounce it right. Yep, any way you'd like. And yeah, usually I say to people, you know what, any way you'd like to say it is the right way. <laughs> and now where are you in Canada? You're in British Columbia, I think? 
No, actually, I'm in Ontario. I'm about six hours north of Toronto, and the closest big city to me is Ottawa. So the capital. Oh, wow. Yeah, I live about an hour and a half away from there. So it's definitely a small town that I live in. But what I usually say is six hours north of Toronto, since most people know that as being right. one of Canada's landmarks. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And I do hear a little bit of Canada in your voice. Not a lot, but I hear a little bit of that cool accent. Thank you. So, yeah. I, sometimes I wonder what the Canadian accent is, but people say I do have one. And I think it's different based on which province you live in, British Columbia or anywhere else. You might sound a bit different. But yes, right. so, small town in Ontario called Pembroke. So, so I have to So you're in a small town north of Toronto and yeah. you are 17 and you're just a straight up rock and roller. So I have to ask, you know. There, there, there's so much other music, uh, I'll say it, than kids your age generally listen to. So tell us what, what, what brought you to our world of rock and roll, a world we periodically express our fear about is dying. And, and you're, 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 holding, you're holding the candle up there for the rest of us. Thank you very much. Yes. Well, ever since I was little, I've actually fallen asleep in the car to rock and roll. Not in a bad way, just because that's how much it calms me. Um, my dad is a huge fan of bands like Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, Motley Crue, Bon Jovi. And so that's really all I listened to growing up. And so I would listen to the radio, <clears throat> bang my head, learn the songs. Ever since I was around the age of three, that's when I started kind of showing an interest in music. And it's been just been a slow progression of learning instruments. And every time that I learn a new instrument, my first song I always learned has to be a rock one. Uh, my first guitar song I ever learned was Sweet Child of Mine. So oh, wow. I think, yeah, I'm a big fan of Guns N' Roses and just rock music in general. And I've been kind of known here in my local town as the tiny little rock star. So it's been fun and just a great way to really show my love for the genre of music, which is my favorite one to play and listen to. So your dad has to be so proud. Yes, you know. for sure. And I'm very grateful to have three parents, actually, my dad and stepmom, and then my right. mom. My parents divorced at a young age, so I've always had the grateful time of having two Christmases and two birthdays. So that's where a lot of the guitars have come from. And yeah, all three of my parents have been so supportive, take me to every single one of my shows, uh, share my posts on Instagram and Facebook, and they always just really are just so kind and are my roadies, basically. They carry my gear, help me do that, and just really great to have them and to also be supporting rock music, which is great. That is fantastic, and that's such a healthy attitude, and, it, and it's absolutely the right attitude. I, I'm divorced, and you know my kids have a wonderful relationship um, with their stepdad, and I think that's very, very healthy. Uh, so good for you. Good for you. That, that's a very good thing. And, and I love the fact that all three of your parents support not just you, but your rock and roll journey, which is yeah. great. You know, sure. it, it, yeah, it's definitely and, been great. And, and, you know, as parents, we wonder sometimes because when you have a little kid in the car, a lot of times they want their little kitty top 40 stuff. And I remember when I would drive my kids around, uh, there would be that struggle in the car because they were sort of gravitating toward the top 40-ish stuff. I don't even know if the term top 40 exists anymore. But whatever the pop, you know, little kid stuff is. And then they moved forward into what they might have perceived to be, the, you know, the, the more current music. But what I love is that uh, my daughter's five years older than you are. And she knows the entire Beatles catalog. She's a Stones fanatic. 
like me, she will, she slightly prefers the Beatles to the Stones. But, but the fact that, you know, that, that sort of seeps in there during those formative years, it's wonderful as a parent. I think that's great that you were, you were soaking that in all those years. So that, that's wonderful stuff. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely been, I kind of like to say, in my blood a little bit. And I've just always had that passion for music in general. And then once I started playing the instruments and singing as well, that's when I really said, you know what? I want to be like Axl Rose. I want to have his voice and I want to be able oh, to wow. do that. And yeah, he was always growing up one of my favorite singers. So it's definitely something that has really been, like you said, developed in my formative years. And I've just been kind of a hard rocker ever since I was a baby. <laughs> it's fantastic. And, you know, it, it's sort of a testament to the wonderful relationship you have with all three of your parents, because a lot of kids and, and actually a lot of your heroes, your rock and roll heroes, rebelled against the prior uh, generation, right? So, if, yeah. or, or maybe not Axel, but if you go all the way back to the 60s, you know, they were rebelling against the music that preceded them, a lot of them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of kids will do that. As great as the music their parents try to push upon them is, a lot of them will resist because they, they you know, they, they have that rebellious streak, but then they're giving up on that absolutely amazing music. So good for you. Thank so, you. It, so here's a question for you. Uh, Do you remember what your first electric guitar was? Yes, actually, my first electric guitar I ever got, I was 12 years old. It was 2017, and I had actually just finished my last musical theater production that I was ever in. That was a big part of my childhood. I started being in little musicals like um, Annie and Mary Poppins, yep, and stuff like that. It was kind of a a big transition, but right right after the day that Mary Poppins ended, was when I received my first electric guitar. It's actually right behind me. So oh, show us. Yeah, you could get up and show us. There, sorry, I'm pointing at the wrong place. Um, I will move my chair. Here we go, one minute. It is, okay, sorry, bit of a maze in here. This one right behind us, I'll show it on camera. Here, my Epiphone signature. Oh my God. There it is, yeah, my little, my little girl, <laughs> my little baby. Uh, it's been with me yep, since 2017. And you know what? It's iconic when your first guitar is a flying V. So that's, again, something yeah. that I think helped form what I like to play and the kind of music I like to do because I wasn't going to be playing Katy Perry on a flying V. I knew I had to learn something cool. So it's definitely something that I'll always cherish. And I actually have a few of these models just because I wanted to remember how great they were when I started, and they're in a lot of the local music stores around where I live. So it's a great guitar to have and just really a fun one to say that I started with. <laughs> so is that that neck we're looking at, is that yeah. actually a, a white neck as opposed to a wood-colored neck? Yes, it's actually a white neck, and that's been a big theme amongst a lot of my guitars. I, I love white necks and then necks that yeah. match perfectly. Uh, yep, perfectly white and... Just a really nice guitar. That's Perfectly gorgeous, that guitar. Yeah, really nice features and not too heavy either. So that was great for little 12-year-old Sierra who couldn't really pick up heavy things. It's and, definitely And show us, if you can, the, 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 the other white on white guitar. This that one. one. Yeah, yes. that's beautiful. This one is my Snowfall by Epiphone. This is, again, white on white, white neck. Very nice, a bit heavier than the Flying V. And this is actually a custom Snowfall one. It's um, actually Matt Heafy from Trivium. This is okay. technically his 
signature guitar. So really like it. And yeah, another one that just all white. It's been kind of a theme amongst my guitars and even the pickups are fully white. So I really like this one as well. And the and, shape, and the, it's great. And the yeah. trim on the outside is a nice little touch. Yep, it's just kind of a little cream and got the little black and cream lines here. So a really nice thing to have and definitely great for matching outfits too. That's been a big thing that I love to do. I have a lot of like, you know, white and black t-shirts, rock bands and stuff like that. So it's been great to have these white on white guitars. But yes, my very first one was a flying V. So definitely. Wow, look at you. <laughs> That's great. I won't make you get up again, but what's the black on black guitar you've got there? That's a bit, right yeah. So this one is an ESP, and it's a, pretty much the exact same shape as the Epiphone. Um, but yeah, it has, again, EMG pickups. And this was one of my more recent ones that I received for Christmas, actually, one year. Um, it's very, very fun to play. And as usual, this shape is one that I use a lot. Technically, the Les Paul shape, but... Yeah, ESP, and again, just a lot of silver and black, which matches a lot of the outfits that I like to wear on stage, so it's fun. <laughs> well, that is fantastic. So, you know, it, it, we love to talk about gear on Guitar Tales, and, and to have someone as young as you already appreciating the gear is a pretty cool thing. Thank you. Yes, it's yeah. definitely something that I've really tried to learn about, especially having quite a few guitars. I really appreciate learning about all of them and knowing enough as I enough and almost as much as I can about all of them just to be able to really know what I like about them. <laughs> right. Because you're still, you have to pay attention to tone and depending yep. upon the style and, and what kind of amplifiers do you like to use? Well, my favorite ones that I've used ever since I started playing were Fender Mustang amps. I actually oh, really? started, yeah. I started with one of the older series Mustang amps and it was just a guitar amp. But from there I've moved on to the Fender Mustang GT series. You can see those here right behind my carbon fiber guitar. I've got my bass amp here, Fender Rumble. And then this one is my GT 200. And I also have a few smaller versions of each that I can carry around to further gigs that are a bit further from my house. And right. yeah, Fender amps have really been great for me. I really like how you can change the settings to even sound like a specific song. So it's been great to have as a, another tool. So those are modeling amps, right? Is yeah. that, that's okay. That's very cool. And you know, Fender's a wonderful company. So, so here you are, you're 12 years old, you get your first flying V. When did it become apparent to you that you had the talent that we now know you have? And, and I'll invite you to put aside modesty for the moment. So you, you don't have to be <laughs> modest about it. Thank you. Well, um, I would say whenever I was 12, I started learning mostly songs. It wasn't anything related to solos too much. I actually had a, another guitar teacher before Bumblefoot. His name was Pat, and he was kind of in my town, the local music musician, magician, kind of like the man who did yeah. everything, who knew every song, knew every other player in town. He brought me to a lot of the local bars and really... 12, 13, 14 years old were the times when I hadn't been performing that much. So he really helped to brighten that up a bit. And sadly, in the beginning of COVID, so March of 2020, he was diagnosed with brain cancer. Oh, no. And I know it was just a very sad time. <clears throat> and I thought, well, like, this is terrible. What am I going to do? It was clear that he wouldn't be able to teach for much longer because he was really digressing. So um, I started looking and I saw about Bumblefoot and how he was teaching lessons. And I'll talk a little bit more about how I first met him later. But 
um, yeah, I saw that opportunity and reached out to him. And so I've been with him for about two years now. So as soon as Pat kind of, I could see that there was a decline, I knew that I had to kind of pick it up and find a teacher who I could really learn more with and learn even new things. So Pat ended up passing away, sadly. And I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries at all. But he was definitely <clears throat> a part in shaping who I was as a musician. And then once I got my new guitar teacher, that's when I really started focusing on guitar solo techniques, many things I hadn't quite done with Pat. So I would say the first time that I learned the full Hotel California solo, I would say about maybe six months into lessons with Bumblefoot, that's when I felt that my skills had really started to become apparent. And I also started posting on social media at that time a lot more. So other people were noticing. And that's when I would say I definitely got a boost of confidence for when I knew that my guitar skills in particular were going on the rise and were kind of becoming a lot better each day. That's fabulous. That's really, really nice. Hey, before I forget, the, um, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, do you have any endorsements that you uh, would like to chat about? For sure. So right now, technically, I am with Fender for guitars. They sent me an amazing Acoustasonic guitar that you can see in a lot of my videos on social media. That's been great. And as I mentioned earlier, I've used Fender amps since I started playing guitar. So that's been great as well. It's not like I have to, you know, switch amps or anything like that. They're right there and they've really supported me and sent me a few other newer Mustang model amps. So it's definitely been so kind and great to be with them. And also for guitar cases and guitar equipment, stuff like that. I'm with a brand called Gator Cases, and they have been amazing as well. They provide great, not even just cases, but stands, music bags for other equipment. And so anytime I'm performing somewhere further from my house, I always have a Gator piece with me because it's great for protecting. So right now, oh, those are my two brands. That's fantastic. And I know the guitar you just mentioned, that's in the famous uh, clip you have uh, with Nancy Wilson, right? It is for sure. Yep. That's kind of what really started with that guitar, people noticing it a lot more. And I think it's become something that a lot of people even want to purchase for themselves now after hearing how versatile it can be. It, it almost looked like a semi-acoustic telly kind of yeah. guitar, right? It's, it's definitely yeah. a very cool guitar and I'm glad to have it. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, Scott, can you, uh, can you put up that clip? Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. That were, were you just like goosebumps everywhere when she played with you? I was crying inside of my body because I was really hoping that I wouldn't mess up. I was very, very nervous. But outside, on the outside of my body, I uh, wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, it was definitely something that I had to prepare for mentally. And <laughs> it was just very... 
amazing moment. And as soon as I saw her that day for the first time in person, I kind of got the chills. And when I knew that I would have to perform that in front of her, I said, you know what? Leave it all on the stage. If something happens, no one's going to see it. But if it, go, if it goes great, a lot of people are going to see it on social media. So luckily that day it went great for me. And yeah, it was just a moment that definitely will change my life forever. <laughs> it's amazing. And you know, my favorite part of it is when you start playing and the crowd just cheers and gives you that energy. And my second favorite part is when she's looking at you with such love and, and approval and, and admiration for what you're doing. It, it's really amazing. Thank you. Yes, it was such an amazing experience just to even be in her presence that day. And after playing that song, I also got to play Barracuda with her, which was amazing as well. And so, but Crazy on You, I knew that if I was going to play any song with Nancy Wilson in my entire life, I really just wanted to play that intro. I didn't even really care about the rest of the song. I was just keen on getting that, that is, intro. In. <laughs> yeah, it was just amazing. <laughs> it, it, that is not an easy intro. And and I'll, I'll credit Scott with this because he's right. You look at Nancy's face and she's like, what is happening? Because she's just, she's witnessing your amazing talent right there. And, uh, and, and the other cool thing about it is with love, she's passing the torch, you know? Because you're yeah. not just a young rocker, you're a young female rocker. And, and I'm sure that's very important to her, you know? I, yeah, it was definitely so kind. And actually, right before we played together, whenever she was getting her guitar set up, I was kind of just standing there beside her. We're just smiling at each other, you know, kind of trying to make small talk. What do you say to Nancy Wilson? I mean, I was right. just kind of smiling awkwardly. And then she looked over at me and said, you know, you remind me a lot of myself when I was younger. And I, I started blushing. I was like, really? Like, I was like, that's so kind of you to say. And I truly appreciate all of your support that you've shown me on social media. Because before that video, she had been following me on Instagram for a little while. So I knew that she would possibly know who I was before coming. But I just thanked her so much for that. And just that comment that she made to me there will something be something that I definitely always remember because... It was just so great to hear her say that face to face. It's amazing. Now, so so let's get the backstory. So so where was that, and, and what brought you folks together for that? Okay, well, first of all, the whole story with Nancy Wilson started in 2020. I think it was whenever Heart, just the band in general, was holding a contest for the song Magic Man on social media. They said since it was the anniversary of its release everyone to post a cover or even just anything related to Magic Man on Instagram with a certain hashtag, and they would pick the winner. So oh. I decided, yeah, I decided, you know what? I'm going to learn my first heart <clears throat> song. I had played a few of their songs on piano before, but never on guitar. So I thought, this one will be fun. So I posted it, playing Magic Man, and a few weeks later, Nancy Wilson liked it. And I thought, wow, oh my goodness, she saw me. That's all I need. I don't even need to win. And she actually even ended up sharing it on her story that day. Wow. With the she said, new generation rocking out. And I thought, oh my goodness, like, this is it. I've been on Nancy Wilson's story. <laughs> this is it. My life has changed. And uh, I didn't end up winning first place in the contest, but I was on the website where they said, like, finalists. So that was all I needed. If I had Nancy Wilson's approval... I didn't even need to win. So that's how we first got connected on social media. And then, so where was this event where you were playing with her? Yeah. So what that was, was something called Rock Fantasy Camp. And they have these camps every year, a few each year, where they host 
where they have different guests come and you pay to perform on stage with them, have Q&As, perform at different venues, wherever you are. So this one was in Los Angeles back in May. The different artists coming were Nancy Wilson, Orianthi, Melissa Etheridge, and Kathy Valentine of the Go-Go's. And I was just so excited. It was going to be all women at the camp, no men at all. So that was also kind of a fun. That's very cool. Girl power, right? Yeah, Yeah. woo! Girl power, rock and roll weekend. And so I got to jam and perform with all four of them. And so the day was each dedicated to one artist. And this was Nancy Wilson Day. So, yeah, we got to do that. There was a little Q&A with her, got to talk to her, perform a few songs. And that night, we had little individual bands and we performed at the Viper Room. She wasn't oh, wow. got to perform at the Viper Room that night. And then the next day was Orianthi Day and our bands got to perform at the Whiskey A Go-Go with Orianthi. Wow. That was just an amazing weekend overall. But my favorite, favorite part would have had to be that song with Nancy. It was just amazing. That is amazing. And, and, and the Whiskey A Go-Go, what an iconic bar. You know, just everyone started there. You know. I know, and I'm just, that's probably anytime someone asks where has been my favorite place I've ever performed, I do say the Whiskey Go-Go now, just because everyone in the room was excited to hear these songs we were playing, and lucky enough, I got to pick which songs we were playing, I got to pick one, and I picked Sweet Child of Mine, just kind of to bring it full yep. circle. Yep, I wanted to bring it full circle, and I got to do the intro, part of the solo, and sing the whole thing. And so I I posted some footage of that on my social media, but it was just an amazing time. The place was pretty packed and some people who I weren't even aware of being there ended up watching uh, like Richie Coatson of Smith and Coatson. He was amazing. He was there. And um, I just can't even think now, but just, oh, Corey, Corey from um, the Goonies. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Yes, he was That's there. <laughs> so He's just, cool. Yeah, he was so nice. And it was just kind of a night full of surprises. And just like I said, one of my favorite performances I've ever done. So it was That's great. amazing. Now, you, you've, you've had some other awards uh, besides being a finalist with the heart contest, right? Yes, I have. In my local town, I've been lucky enough twice now to receive Best Musician of the Year Award. Uh, wow. I in 2019 2020 and then this year 2022 so for 2021 2022 and it was just amazing honor and it was voted by all the residents in my town so a lot of people were supporting me and had my back and so that was an amazing honor to receive a few years in a row and then i also was recently participating in the opening act contest where i made it to the semifinals. and this contest started out with 15,000 people all competing for a chance to perform at the Hollywood Bowl. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it a try. I might not even make it to the second round, but we'll see. And I ended up making it to when there were only eight of us left. So I was grateful for that. And no matter who won or anything like that, the support that people showed me was immensely appreciated and just was really great to receive. So that was something else I recently placed in. Also, um, Nita Strauss had a guitar contest where you had to cover her song called Dead Inside recently. And what I did was I took it, I sang it, played guitar, and played piano because I wanted to do everything that I could. And I actually ended up winning first place in that. So that was <laughs> that That's was a shock. Yeah, so that was such a great time. And just a lot of local music contests and things like that where you go up and play a few songs. I've been lucky enough to win some trophies in those as well. 
And like I said, just the support I receive through everything I've ever entered in, like those that I just explained, has really been the main thing I've appreciated. Sometimes I don't even care about winning or losing. It's just the support that I've seen from people who I don't even know has just been so greatly heartwarming and really surprising, too, to see how many people would like you to win something. So it's just been great. You know, you know what I'm observing right here? You have an attitude that's the exact opposite of every rock and roller who implodes. <laughs> you, know, you, have, you, have an, you, have, you have gratitude and you have humility where a lot of people at your age in your shoes wouldn't have humility, you know, which is, which is a great compliment to you. Thank that you very much. Thank you're welcome. You. Yeah. And, and it's nice that you're in a supportive artistic environment where you're appreciative if you get far along, whether or not you win is another matter, but you're appreciative of the people who are helping you. So that's great. Um, and, and you've gotten a large part of where, how you've gotten to where you are is getting recognized by saying, here's an established song. Here's how I could do this established song. But, you know, I mentioned at the outset of the show, you, you have an amazing, you have more than one amazing original, I'm sure. But you have, yeah, but you have an amazing original, Get Off My Stage. So is, is that sort of the main song uh, that, that's being put out on social media right now? Right now, yes. That's really what I've been trying to push to see the reaction, see where it goes, who sees it. And if I do release a song in the near future, wink, wink, it will be that one because that's, <laughs> the, that's the one that usually gets the biggest reaction. And because of what it's specifically about, it's definitely something that catches people's eye. So I'm, I'm glad to have that one receiving support as well. It's a great song. It really is. Yeah, I, I checked it out. And Scott, I think you have a clip of it. If you could put it up, that would be great. Absolutely fabulous. Thank it, it, you. <laughs> it's a great guitar playing, great vocals, and a really catchy song. So, so talk to us. You were starting to chat a little bit about the meaning behind those lyrics. Yes, for sure. So you know what? I'm just going to tell you exactly how I always say it when I'm announcing the song. Have you ever heard of, I'm sure you have, Machine Gun Kelly, MGK? Yep. Yep. Well, I'm going to tell you a little story about Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, obviously, as we know, he started out by being a rapper, and the main thing that he did was diss other rappers like Eminem, things like that, and then he decided to start becoming a rock artist. So, in his new rock music that he would put out, he'd be dissing other rock stars like Corey Taylor and many other people who I love. So, I thought, you know what, after listening to all these songs that were just going viral, how would it be if a rocker dissed him and I thought you know what no one's done it yet there's been rappers who diss him and especially no girls have done it yet so right. the origin of this song was technically a way to get back at Machine Gun Kelly and I'm saying <laughs> get off my stage <laughs> oh I love it that's fabulous thank and, you and, 
Have you gotten any social media response from him yet? Not from him yet, but I do have a strange feeling that his band has been lurking around my post because when I first posted a few of them, I tagged everyone who I could think of, everyone who I mentioned in the song, everyone who's associated with him, and his guitar player in his band, Sophie, the new girl who has just joined them, an amazing guitar player, she actually saw all of my messages, so she read all of them. And I even... <laughs> I added a few comments on them saying, hey, you should listen to this, dot, dot, dot. And so, you know what? I think somehow, some way, he may have heard it already and just waiting to kind of say anything, possibly because I don't have enough followers yet or something like that. But I think one day we'll hear a story about how he did hear it back in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. So um, the band sounded great behind you. So Thanks. tell us who's in the band with you. You're welcome. Yes, for sure. So the band that was in that video were a whole bunch of local musicians here in my town that I've grown up playing with. They're actually three out of four of them are members of the band that my guitar teacher Pat was in and he founded before he passed away. So that band was called the Ghost Town Criers. And I grew up, like I said, going with Pat to many different places, performing. So that's where I really developed a relationship with them. So the drummer and bassist are both original members of his band, Richie and Swanee on the bass. And then Colin on rhythm guitar has actually since joined the band since Pat passed away. And on keyboard is a very kind woman named Darlene, who I grew up actually in musical theater productions with. She would be in the orchestra. So it's all from different connections. And I knew that with that group of people, they'd be able to learn my songs exactly how they sounded in the recordings. And we'd be able to reproduce that in a live setting. So that was really the goal of those shows. And they were just so great and kind and able to learn really quickly all the parts. So just great people and hope to perform with them again soon. That is great. And you gave me a great segue to my next question. Uh, so let's talk about two things. Um, where can people see you live next? You know, Do you have anything set up right now? I do, actually. I have a few. The next big show that I'm doing actually is up beside Alaska, which is the last place you'd ever think rock and roll is going to be in. It's in a Canadian province territory called Yukon. So it's okay. literally right up beside Alaska, like Alaska's to the left and right to the right of it is the Yukon. So a lot of snow, a lot of mountains. I bet. Now yeah, I'll actually be performing at a music festival called the Blue Feather Music Festival, hoping everything goes good and everything goes ahead. And yeah, I'll be performing alongside quite a few Canadian rockers who have really been big impacts on me as Canadian as well. Uh, one is Rust Dwarf from a band called the Killer Dwarfs. Right. They were a really big Canadian band in the 80s. And also a female rocker called Sash Jordan, who again was big on the Canadian charts and just a lot of rock and roll and going to be a great weekend of performing. So I'll be there and I'm going to be having a, I think, 30 minute slot. So it's going to be oh, a great wow. show. Yeah. That's, that's fabulous. And then, you know, for, for the folks who can't make it up to the, the Great North, what is it, the Great yes. North? Yeah, the Great Talk North. <laughs> yeah. Um, on social media, you know, we know we know where to find you because we've been on the show, you know, we're, we're putting all your um, social media handles, so to speak, in there. But what, what, what is next for Sierra on social media? Well, I always try and do a lot of different things on social media. Back in... 2020 when COVID started, I had a series of live videos where I'd go live every week for about an hour and I'd wow. perform 
song requests, original songs. And so that's really where I started gaining a following. I didn't have more than a thousand followers until the late 2020, early 2021. So I've really been focusing on building it up. And these days you'll catch me on social media performing live. I really love to live stream my shows that I have. So even the one in the Yukon will be most likely live streamed and shared after. Yep. And also any shows I do at local bars or venues like that, I always bring my phone and set it up so people can watch at home. So that's one thing I love to do. And I also love posting videos of song covers, original songs. Today, I actually just posted a short cover of Blaze of Glory by John Bon Jovi. And right. so great. I played the slide guitar today. I Then I posted a full version on my YouTube. I was like doing that shorter version on Instagram and Facebook, longer on YouTube to kind of give a variety. And right. then... I also just love posting photos of going to different concerts, different places where I'm performing. Um, I always get nice action shots of performing and things like that. So I would say my social media is very versatile. I don't usually post just one type of thing or type of post. You'll always catch a wide range of my life kind of through the eyes of my musician side of my life on all my social medias and just a lot of rock hand emojis and (laughs) guitar covers and things like that. So yeah, anytime you go on my social media, I'd really appreciate the follow from anyone listening on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, anything like that. You'll definitely see a wide range of songs I can play and songs that I can write. That's fabulous. And and Scott uh, wrote in, sent us a note. He loved your Bon Jovi cover. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Scott, for watching. And yes, uh, just did that one today. I have a Megadeth one coming soon of Hangar 18. So that's going to be fun. I learned the guitar on that one with Bumblefoot. And yeah, just try to be very versatile in the music that I learn, cover, and write. That's excellent. Well, I got to tell you, it's it's well, Scott just said he knows some of those guys. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. Well, look, Wanted to thank you so much. Uh, it, it it sounds like uh, we are catching you at the beginning of an absolutely amazing career. And on behalf of all the old folks who love rock and roll, we want to extend our thanks to you for keeping well, it alive. You. Thank you Good. so much. And yeah, very glad to be helping to lead, hopefully, the new generation of rock and roll. That's what I always like to say, my little catchphrase. And it's yeah. just, but it's, it's from the legends of the past and influences of the past who really helped shape who I am today. So in any of my music that you may hear in the near future, you'll definitely hear some influences of many different bands who you may have grown up listening to. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Please stay tuned with us on Guitar Tales and do us a favor. Go on Sierra's multiple social media sites and hit like. It's not that hard. Hit like, hit follow. And the best thing about it is you'll get to hear some kick-ass rock and roll. So thank you so much. Thank you so much again for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. It's Scott and my pleasure. Have a great night. You as well. Thank you very much.
Hi, this is Dave Cohen, host of Guitar Tales, and Scott Guitar Mrs. Dangle. So we put together this show every week for you guys, or at least every other week. We want you to do two things for us, which would be good for everyone. If you could subscribe on our YouTube channel, that would be great. And, and share. Please share the videos around with your friends. Let them know Guitar Tales is out there. Uh, it's not just about guitar players. We have a lot to offer. Thank you.